0: Good morning everybody, thank you for attending our online service this amazing Easter Sunday. We are so excited to be gathered together all over the Quad Cities area um, to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in God for amazing things and I want to kind of pull you into, I hope, some amazing things. And I want to start off this morning with a question. I want to open with a question. How would you like to be part of an Easter morning miracle? Let that, let that just simmer for a second. How would you like to be part of an Easter morning miracle? Of course, I'm hoping all of you are jumping up and down in your living rooms and your family rooms saying, yes, yes, I wanna be a part of an Easter miracle. So here's a good way to do that. Share this on Facebook, Facebook or YouTube. Get this message out to as many people as possible. That's one of the reasons we're doing this, obviously, is to build up, to edify, to encourage the people that call Rock Church home. We want this to be a blessing to you in every way. We want God's Word to come alive to you in a new way as we participate together by faith in the presence and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So anyway, we're believing God for that miracle. I hope you're joining in this morning. I want to talk to you specifically and this is gonna go a few different directions, but I wanna to talk to you about what I wanna call resurrection things. The title of this message is about resurrection things. It's about moving the resurrection of Jesus from an event in history to an encounter with the risen King himself today, okay? Do you hear what I'm saying? Moving the resurrection of Jesus from an event in history to an encounter with the resurrection uh, of Jesus today. That is really the Christian life. That's what separates us from other religions. That's what makes the difference is the the founder, the leader, the general, the king of this thing called the church is Jesus Christ, and he is alive today. We must remember that the resurrection happened not only so we— we could remember it as a historical event, and we do, but so we could also encounter its power in our day-to-day living. That's, I believe, what we should be hungry after and going after. It's, it's evident in the scriptures, and I'm hoping to show you some of that this morning as, as we move along. So, so where do we begin? Where do we begin? We begin with the very foundation of the good news of Jesus Christ. It's recorded for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse three through eight by the apostle Paul. And basically it's gonna say Christ, Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. So let me read some of it to you. For Paul says, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Everyone hear that? Everyone say as of first importance. Look at the person next to you in your living room as of first importance, okay? That Christ died, Jesus died. For our sins, according to the scriptures, that is so important because the scriptures prophesy and testify testify about that event coming in the future, and, and of course, then it, now it has come. And Christ died for our sins. Somebody had to die for our sins um, to appease the, the wrath of God toward the sin and the death in this world. And Christ, what Jesus was, that individual that God chose. To come and die on our behalf, and that Christ was not only um, crucified and put to death for our sins but that he was buried okay this is historical evidence we know that he lived, we know that he was crucified on a Roman cross we know that he was buried, and we know that the third day his followers went to that tomb to see Jesus and or to see his body and he was gone Jesus was had had um, Ejected out of planet Earth, ejected out of the, the the grave. Amen. He was gone, but but not gone for good. Just gone for that moment, and they were about to see him real soon. So, anyway, let me pick this back up. Um, for I received, Paul said, "I what I received, I passed on to you as of the first importance that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared." Okay. Resurrection things that he started appearing immediately to Cephas or Peter, and then to the twelve. Okay, after that he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers and sisters at the same time. These were people that were living that day after Christ had been had been crucified and, and put in the ground. They saw him later, three days later, they were seeing him. He's, he's unfolding his resurrection life to them. They're eyewitness accounts, eyewitness testimonies, okay? And then he appeared to James, it says, then to all the apostles. And last of all, Paul he says, he appeared to me as one abnormally born. Paul always had to, this humble position about him where, where he, didn't, he knew it was the grace of God that he even was an apostle and he, he always kind of had the sense of unworthiness almost about, about the fact that the Lord had called him and used him, in having been a persecutor of Christians and in bringing such de- devastation to their lives. But anyway, as you can see, in this very temporary and unpredictable world that we're living in right now, there's no time for a bunch of debate and discussion right now, okay? Those days, I think, are over. People want to sit and Oh, was Jesus really real? Did Jesus really live? Was Jesus really crucified? Was, you know, all, just about every, every worthy historian will tell you Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus was buried, he hung on a cross, all that's historical fact. It's time to quit debating with that, okay? As I'm delivering this message this morning, hundreds, maybe thousands of people are taking their last breath on this earth because of their exposure to an unseen enemy, something they can't even see with the naked eye. Now we've named this virus uh, COVID-19 or the coronavirus, and the victims of this dreadful virus are being ushered into hopeless darkness or dreadful eternity if, not only if, there is no Jesus Christ and there is no resurrection. If you don't believe in God or Jesus Christ and his resurrection, you're you have no hope beyond the grave, but aren't you glad that God saw it differently? Amen. I God sees it differently. God had a plan for this dark world to experience great light and great hope and great promise for our future, not only in this life but beyond this life. And all of that comes to us through Jesus Christ. Everyone knows John 3:16, right? So. As you're thinking about that, God so loved the world. We love that expression. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Now that may not mean, to you, mean much to you when there's nothing threatening your life, but when there's something as, as dark and as evil as going on in our, our culture right now, I wanna tell you, that's a powerful promise that we have this thing called um, eternal life made available to us through faith in Jesus Christ. John 1 12 says that to as many as believe, listen to that, it opens the door for anybody who will believe the message about Jesus and his resurrection this morning. Anyone who believes, okay, he gives the power to become the children of God. So for me, that's that's an infusion of the resurrection power that he starts to work in our lives when we say yes to the resurrected Savior. So um, let's ponder that for a minute. Now in the midst of a dark, the dark world we live in on the earth, there is testimony after testimony of resurrection encounters, okay? That's what's been going on now for thousands of years. So Luke 24 uh, verses one through six kind of gives us a a little bit of picture of that. Again, resurrection encounters, resurrection things. It says on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, remember Jesus had been buried and they, they wanted to see if three days later, if he was still there or not. So on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? They did not find the body of Jesus Christ. They never have, they never will, amen, because he has risen, amen. And while they're wondering about this, suddenly, verse four, two men enclosed clothes that gleamed like lightning stood before them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, the angels, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's no longer here, he has risen. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's no longer here, he's risen. That's such a powerful scripture. And because he is risen, he's no longer there, here, they, you know, where, they were, where they were at at that moment, but he's there. He's, he's in the kingdom. He's been resurrected. He's alive, okay? And this has been the message for over 2,000 years. And it happened in Luke 24, 25 through 34, another um, grouping of resurrection things. I want to read this to you. Verse 25, Luke 24, he said to them, how foolish you are. Jesus said to them, how foolish you are. This was after the resurrection church. This was after the resurrection. Now he's revealing himself to him. They're having a resurrection thing encounter going on here. He says, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. He's, what he's saying is, remember, most of his early followers were Jewish, and he's pointing them to the Old Testament saying, all the prophecies talked about this. All the prophecies talked about me dying for you. All the prophets talked about death wouldn't be able to hold me in the grave. All the prophecies talked about that I would be resurrected. And, and here he is now. He's talking to them face to face after he's resurrected. Resurrected. He said, verse, did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Amen. In beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, stay with us for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in and he stayed with them. This is after the resurrection. The resurrection encounters are going on. This is so powerful. When he, had, when he was at the table with him, he took bread, a resurrected body, okay? He took bread and he gave thanks, just like he did at the last supper, and he broke it and he began to give it to them. And then a moment of revelation, verse 31, their eyes were opened and they recognized him that he was the resurrected Savior and he disappeared from their sight. And they asked each other, which I love this, were are not our hearts, burning within us while we talked with us, while he talked with us on the road and opened the scripture to us. That's my prayer right now as you're taking the time to seriously sit and listen to this message or stand and listen to this message. I'm praying right now because Jesus is alive and his presence has been poured out on this earth that you are burning within yourself as we talk to you about the scripture, the truth of God's word. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit is committed to confirming the word of God, to standing um, to be standing behind it, to activate it, to, to just cause it to explode in our lives. That's the work of resurrection power. Those are resurrection things going on in your life. It says, verse 33, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. And there they found the eleven and those with him and assembled together and saying, it is true, it is true, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon, or to Peter. Now here's another account. I just want to mention a few resurrection things or encounters. These are so important. You know, what good is it if there's a story about a resurrection that doesn't impact us today or doesn't impact people immediately? And that's what's going on here. In Acts chapter seven, just a few days later, maybe a few months later, Jesus has given his disciples instructions. He's given them the mandate of, to go into all the world and preach the good news to every creature and lo, I am with you to the end of the earth. I mean, this is uh, um, instruction after instruction so they would get going under the power of the resurrected Holy, uh, the resurrected spirit of Jesus. And in Acts chapter seven, verse 54 through 60, a gentleman um, named Stephen has a powerful opportunity to witness for Jesus Christ to the Jewish people. And it's it's a it's a powerful story, it's an impactful story, but at the end of it Stephen gives his life. But what's in this story is all about the resurrection of Jesus. The resurrection is what gave Stephen the power or the the confidence, the trust to stand up and boldly proclaim Jesus is alive, amen? And that he is the savior of the Jews and he's the savior of all people who put their faith in him. So this, we pick up this story um, about halfway through and it says, when the members of the Sanhedrin heard about what Stephen was preaching and they were furious and gnashed their teeth because, Peter, because Stephen was pointing the finger at them that they had crucified the Lord of glory. But Stephen, verse 55 full of the Holy Spirit. That's something that we can encounter and partake of today because the resurrection of Jesus is real, amen? So Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven, saw the glory of God, and Jesus, listen, Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Oh, listen, this is an amazing thing. All of a sudden, God gives Stephen, at the point of about being stoned to death, God gives Stephen a vision of heaven open, and there's the resurrected Savior standing at the right hand of the God as as the king of the universe, amen? Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and he says, look. I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And at this they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him and they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. And while they were stoning him, while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he fell on his knees and he cried out, listen to this, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And while he said this, he fell asleep. What an encounter, what a time to have an encounter with the resurrected Jesus. That's a resurrection thing, that, that God is so good that he allowed Stephen to see. You may be leaving here, but you're coming to where I'm at. And the price has been paid. It's an amazing story. This is all amazing in the past. But here's the, here's the big deal. It's still happening today. It's still happening today, church. You have been raised with him. Colossians chapter three, verse one. This is, this is why this faith can be so powerful in our lives. Colossians 3 1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Think about that. Since then you can partake of the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. Since you can do that, Paul's going to ask us to do something. He's going to say, We need to have a shift in our thinking. And one of those shifts is that Jesus wasn't just resurrected 2,000 years ago. Jesus' resurrection is still alive and well on planet Earth, amen? Jesus is still the resurrected King. So we need to have a shift in our thinking, and it needs to shift from thinking about just the earthly things and start thinking about the above things. Again, more resurrection things. Let me read a little more of Colossians to you, verse chapter 3. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Now listen to this. This is the resurrection impacting us today, Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, 2020. This is the resurrection of life of Jesus impacting us right now or available to us right now. Since you've been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above, resurrection things, above things, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind. That's that's your choice. You're not a robot. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. See, everything in the earth, there's beautiful things in the earth. We have beautiful trees and beautiful parks and beautiful sky and beautiful weather. But it's all temporary. None of it's gonna last. And we're seeing that firsthand. How quick, how quickly the world can change. It's amazing that a little unseen virus is bringing the world to its knees right now. That's absolutely amazing. But I wanna tell you something, the resurrection of power of Jesus should cause us to be lifted up in spirit, amen? Because Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth, amen? So anyway, back to this, verse two, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. If you were baptized in Jesus Christ, you died to your old way of life, okay? And, and now your new life, your resurrection life, the resurrection thing about your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also with appear, will appear with him in glory. I believe that's not only in the future, I believe that's now. As we go after and set our mind on the things above, We begin to encounter the resurrection of life of Jesus in our daily lives right now. We begin to be transformed right now. No matter where we're at in our walk, no matter what struggles we have, no matter what we have to deal with in our our life, the resurrection life and power of Jesus is able to take us to victory, complete life transformation. We are still encountering today transforming resurrection power of Jesus. And it's leading us to remove below, what I'm gonna call below things from our lives and add above things. Did you hear that? We need to remove the below things from our life and add the above things if we really want the full benefit of this resurrection life of Jesus. Okay, I know the future's promised. I know heaven's promised. I know we're gonna have eternal um, glorified bodies. I may mention that if I get to it in this in this message. Um, we're going to have, a, a, I don't even want to get into all that. That's great. This is all amazing. Stuff of the past is amazing. But again, it's still happening today. We're encountering this transforming power and it's leading us to remove the below things and go after the above things, the resurrection things. So let me spend just a minute to just bring this, to make it a little earthy. Talk to you about the below things. Paul says in Colossians 3:5, put, listen to this, put to death. Wow, that's intense. Put to death whatever, because of the resurrection, because you are, have been raised with Christ, because the power of the resurrection is evident within you, it's, it's been infused within you. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. So if I don't know if you you see this, but there's there's a cooperation that goes on with this because we are not robots and we never will be robots. But yet we are in Christ. We are in the resurrection as believers. So Paul's saying, okay, grow up time, grow up time, put to death. Whatever belongs to your earthly nature, the below things, put those things to death in your life so you can encounter who you really are in Christ, in the resurrection. Put to death, and he mentions sexual immorality as a below thing, okay? I'm not gonna get into all that. You know what sexual immorality is. I don't need to define that for you. Paul says, put it to death. Put to death impurity. Put to death lust, Put to death evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Put those below things to death. Because of these, listen to this, the wrath of God is coming. A lot of people think the wrath of God has to be some instantaneous overnight. God's going to wipe out the earth. But I, sometimes I think the wrath of God is revealed over time, over process. We choose to reject him. We choose to ignore him. And I mentioned this in last week's message a little bit. And then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose, and we're wondering what happened. Where was God? God has warned us about dancing with the devil. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You pray about that. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming, you used to walk in these. Now, I used to walk in these, in the life I once lived. But now you must also rid yourselves, listen to this, of all such things, the below things. Rid yourself of the below things. Man, this is a tall order. Anger. Wow. Don't it? rid yourself of anger and rage. Rid yourself of malice, speaking maliciously about others or having a malicious mindset. Rid yourself, church, of slander. Rid yourself of filthy language. From your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. And listen, you've put on the new self. You've taken off the below things and you begin to put on the above things. Now, these are the things that are heaven, this, these are the, the revelation of the things that this is what heaven is like. This is what, what will, will dominate the kingdom of heaven. This is what's going on in heaven right now. God's will is being done in heaven, okay, in the kingdom of heaven. And and the fruit of that we're about to talk about. Put on the new self, verse 10, which is being, listen, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. The resurrection is making that available to us. And in this life, this above things life, this thing we're supposed to put on, Listen to this. There's no Gentile. There's no Jew. There's no circumcised or uncircumcised or or barbarian or Scythian or slave or free or man or woman. But Christ is all and is in all. Resurrection life, working in people's lives and transforming their lives because he's alive now. Therefore, listen to this, as God's chosen people, I'm talking to God's chosen people right now, sitting in your living room, your bedroom, your kitchen, your family room, God's chosen people. That's who you are in Christ. As God's chosen people, holy, you've been made holy by what Christ has done for you. Dearly loved, man, we're so dearly loved. Clothe yourselves, listen, with the things above. He's going to start listening. These are, these are above things. Clothe yourselves with compassion. Mm, Jesus, may we be clothed with resurrection compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness and patience. Listen to this. Resurrection life. Bear with each other. Forgive each other. And if any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, you've heard it around here a thousand times, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. That's resurrection life. That's not just for remembering a death and a resurrection. That's for encountering a death and resurrection now. Now is the time to lay hold of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He says, let the peace of Christ, how many need peace right now? Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace. You were called, we don't need to walk around in strife and anxiety and fear. In fact, the exact opposite. Because the resurrection life of Jesus lives in us, we should be full of the peace of God that passes all understanding. Be thankful. That's kingdom stuff. Be thankful. Did you get up this morning? Were you grouchy, grumpy, or thankful? Thankful. Thankful that you're alive. Thank you that God has a plan. Thank you that God is watching over his people. Thank you that God has blessed you with an amazing husband or wife or children. There's so many things to get our mind to be thankful about. Those are above things. Listen to this, verse 16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom And I love this part. If you're a worshiper, you're going to love this. Through psalms and hymns and songs and and from the Spirit singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. That's That's what resurrection people do no matter what the world looks like. And listen, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ giving thanks to God the Father through him. So let me wrap this up this morning. It's Easter, 2020. It's a different Easter than we've ever walked through. We're having to do things we've never done before, probably fighting devils behind the scenes we've never fought before. But we are partakers right now of the resurrection life of the Jesus we believe in and the Jesus we serve. And I want to challenge you I wanna challenge you. Thank God for the resurrection in the past, but what will you do with it now? I challenge you, church, go after these above things. Put a a mark, put a marker, put something in the pages of Colossians chapter three, verses one through 17 and own those scriptures. Don't just read them, but own them. Go after them. Do what they're telling you to do. And I promise you, your life will be transformed. And next Easter, going to be a total different Easter than this one. The rest of this year is going to be a total different year because you can partake of resurrection things now. In Jesus' name, let me pray. Father, thank you for everyone who's opened their heart to this message this morning. Lord, I pray that it will not return void. I pray that even now that their hearts would burn within them from the message that's been poured out for you and to them. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, unleash your resurrection power in our church, in our body, in our people, and those that are watching like they've never encountered before. Because Jesus, you are alive. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening to our podcast and this week's message. Again, if you'd like to find out more about our church and intending a live service, you can find us online at www.rockchurchqc.com, as well as on Facebook at Rock Church of the Quad Cities and on YouTube. Just search Rock Church QC and you'll be able to access our past sermons. As, and when you subscribe, you'll be notified when we go live for our weekly services. Until next time, have a great day and God bless.